0: Welcome to a brand new Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host Tusk, and in real life as Adam Chalk. I'm here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, some indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines during the rounds. Another week, another AEW dynamite in the books and I am of course here once again to give my thoughts on dynamite and one of the hardest things for me about this is the fact that even when it's a good dynamite as this was, I have to say this wasn't as good as some other dynamites we've seen, the better dynamites anyway and the reason for that is because we have seeing just how good this company can be Uh, pretty much all year last year and the early parts of this year even Dynamite was so sensational so when you get a solid show it doesn't feel quite so good I'm not by any means saying that it was a bad show um, because let's face it if WWE put out a weekly show like this uh, we'd all be lording over it. But let's go through it. Our opener was the Gun Club and Swerve in Our Glory versus FTR and The Acclaimed, who of course wrapped their way to the ring. Uh, before Bowens could finish though, Billy Gunn run down the ramp, slid in the ring and went straight after Swerve. Uh, BJ Moore was out there. He took Billy to the back. The matching starts as Colton Gunn hits Dax with a drop kick to the face. Uh, FTR quickly takes control of the gun though. It wasn't long until all eight men went at it. Um, that led us to our first break. After a break, Dax drills Austin Gunn with a backdrop driver. Uh, Bowens gets tagged in and runs wild. Uh, even does the Kenny Omega float over Famouser thing. The guns come in and hit the uh, big rig to Bowens. Again, all eight men go at it. Keith Lee is a game changer though, as he power bombs Bowens onto Caster. Uh, Swerve does an assisted tornado dive just after this, out to the floor, wiping everybody out. There's then a fantastic spot where Austin Gunn does a road dog tribute uh with the sh- what do you call it, like the knee shake thing, shake, rattle and roll or something. Uh just for Dax to put him straight into the sharpshooter to prove that that uh deluded prick, <laughs> the road dog, is a moron for saying that he is better than Bret Hart. Uh the worrying thing is that that idiot is right in Raw and Smackdown right now anyway back to the match Uh, Bowens hits Colton with a cyborg slam thing Caster hits the mic drop FTR hits the big rig on Austin Gun, and Bowens pins Colton Gun for the win this was a pretty decent match uh, which was a lot of fun to watch I've got a real soft spot for the gun club and the role that they play. Uh, Love the Bret Hart spot. Uh, we did have a nice visual at the end as well, with all the tag team titles being held up. Uh, so yeah, like this. We then get an incredible promo from MGF while on a podcast. Uh, he talks about the firm and them attacking him. He then talks about the upcoming world title match at Full Gear against John Moxley. Uh, he goes on to compare himself to some of the biggest stars in professional wrestling, uh, Bruno San Martino, Hulk Hogan, uh, John Cena's mentioned. He says that he respects John Moxley and puts him over, uh, talks about others taking his spotlights in AEW. He says, come full gear, the devil gets his due, which is quite a nice line to end on. Really excellent stuff, once again, from the very best in professional wrestling, in my opinion, in MJF. We immediately get a Stokely Hathaway video saying, basically, that he will see MJF in hell. Letting that one play out, I think. Uh, During the next match, Tony Schiavone announces that AEW will be coming to the the UK next year. Uh, Awesome news to all of us over here. Can't wait. I'm going to be trying to get my ticket as soon as they're announced. Uh, The next match then was Ethan Page versus Eddie Kingston in the World Title Eliminator Tournament. Uh, Kingston has Ortiz in his corner. Eddie wears down Page with a headlock for quite a while until they start throwing hard strikes. Page then does a flying shoulder block off the apron. Uh, back in the ring, Eddie hits a underhook suplex. Uh, Page, though, delivers a suplex on the floor, which takes us into a break. Afterwards, it became a strike fest, really, and Eddie then hits a DDT. That gets two-count. He also hits an Exploder suplex, uh, locks in the stretch plum. Page does actually tap out at this point, but the referee gets distracted when Stokely halfway jumps on the apron. After the distraction, Page catches Kingston with kicks to the head. Uh, they then fight on the top rope where Page finishes it, with a super's ego's edge from the second rope, and uh, Paige moves on in the tournament. This was okay, uh, a bit basic, right up until the finish. Really, the finish was great. Um, yeah, basics not always a bad thing, but. I couldn't really get into this very much. Uh, Result for me was never in doubt either. Maybe that had something to do with it. Then the storyline that just will not die was up next. Uh, Rush Rush is still trying to buy 10 from the Dark Order. I do not care. Ari Divari was then in the ring... Uh, he offers his butler in exchange for the TNT title. Wardlow has Samoa Joe by his side as he comes out and just kills Daivari. Um Not a lot to talk about really from the match. A good squash, I guess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not a lot more I can say. The only question I had at this point was... Are the Trustbusters still a thing? And where were they? Where's Parker Boudreaux? Where's Sonny Kiss? No idea. Anyway, after the match, Wardlow calls out Powerhouse Hobbs. He basically says Hobbs is never getting his title. Instead, he's going to win every title in the company. This pisses Samoa Joe off, though, who just nails Wardlow in the back of the head with his title, he chokes him out, I know this was supposed to be a heel turn of sorts, but actually I was siding with Joe because over the last couple of weeks, Wardley's been a bit of a dick, to be honest. Uh, We'll let let it play out, I guess, see which one of them (laughs) does turn heel properly. I'm sure it is Joe, but you never know. AW's the listening company, apparently. So we'll see. Uh... Tony Shirani then brings out both Britt Baker and Soraya Uh, Soraya says that she's had all the tests and unfortunately for Britt uh, she's cleared to wrestle she gets an awesome pop for that announcement Uh, she gets emotional as well I felt really happy for her obviously means a lot Uh, Britt calls the fans fickle Um, talks about building the women's division just for superstars to come in she says that she's everything Soraya wishes she was says she left her house and walks into hers but they don't do walk-ins so book an appointment bitch Uh, Soraya talks how much she loves wrestling talks about the places she's wrestled and may have fabricated one I don't ever remember her being in the Tokyo Dome personally, but. Uh, now she stood in front of an ungrateful bitch. She sort of shits on Baker, which doesn't go down well with the fans. Uh, she goes on to talk about her very public issues. She makes a challenge for full gear and ends up dropping Baker with. Uh, I'm going to call it a DDT. It wasn't really a DDT, but. I'm not sure what she's calling it. And I thought this was so close to being great, this segment. um, I did like it. I know some people didn't like it. Some people have been talking about uh, Soraya and some of the lines. I think she does need to do her homework a little bit on how much the AEW fans love Britt Brit Baker. Britt Baker. Uh, before saying some of the things she said I'm genuinely happy for her though Uh, looking forward to the match I think it's going to be great yeah a little bit naive just to come out and think well people are going to cheer me because I'm a WWE um, star and Brit's just AEW that's that's not the way uh, most wrestling fans see it I'm afraid so, do your homework. Uh, oh, God. Jay Lethal and his group are backstage. Uh, they pay Cole Carter and QT Marshall for what Carter did last week. dressed up as Sting and completely fooling uh, Tony Schiavone. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Best Friends with Dan Housen walk in. And basically, what happened is two matches get set up out of this awful segment. Uh, One was Orange Cassidy defending the All-Atlantic title against Lee Johnson on Rampage. I do like the fact that Cassidy just doesn't give a toss and just accepts any challenge. Uh, The other was our next match, and it was Trent Barretta versus Jay Lethal. Lethal attacked Trent during his entrance. uh, Where was Chuck? Why didn't he come out together, why did he come out so late, they usually come out together, didn't make any sense for me, Um, Lethal then goes on to attack the knee of Trent, after a break Trent blocks an elbow drop and delivers some nice suplexes, he does an avalanche half and half suplex which is quite nice, there is then a load of nonsense out on the apron where Danhausen punches Sanjay Dutt in the dick. Off a distraction, Jay Lethal hits a Lethal injection to Trent Perretta to win the match. I'm gonna be honest, I felt absolutely nothing at all for this match and even found myself getting a bit bored of it. Uh, I'm I'm starting to get over all the Danhausen stuff. I'm starting to not find it entertaining. Don't think this is, was the plan when he was signed. Um, yeah, not good. And I'm getting a bit sick of Jay Lethal just getting a match every week, just from a just being thrown on the card. Really. Uh, yeah, rubbish. But then at the top of the ramp, Sanjay Dutt rips a microphone out of Tony Schiavone's hand. He introduces Jeff Jarrett. He talks about his history with everyone on the ramp. Uh and while talking up Satnam Singh, he had the great line This ain't no make believe monster that wears red skinny jeans that's produced by that banana nose circus. Ooh. <laughs> Already shitting on the WWE. Second week in our AEW. Oh dear. Uh he challenges Derby and Sting for a match at full gear. Then he gets a bit pissed off with the Timekeeper, or whatever he was. Um, All a bit weird, because surely everyone wanted that guitar shot, and it never came. So it was a bit of a weird segment. But I did enjoy uh, seeing Jarrett back on my screen. I enjoy the shots being fired as well, as long as it's entertaining. Um... And it's done in an entertaining, tongue-in-cheek way. I don't think there's a problem with it. More of it. Let's have it back as well. Great. Uh, Jungle Boy is in in the back. And I think he challenged Luchasaurus to a match on Rampage. But it happened so quickly, it. I just... I don't know. I ignored it, maybe. I think that's what came out of it. Something I didn't ignore, though, was the next segment John Moxley and William Regal came to the ring Uh, Moxley talks about what he was like when he first met Regal and how he tried to fight him to earn his respect says that didn't go well for him as Regal beat him up and stretched him Uh, but he came back and eventually beat Regal and Regal agreed to take him under his wing and told him that the hard work begins now he says that All this sounds like MJF um, and talks about their history together. He says he isn't buying any of MJF's bullshit. MJF calls himself the devil, but he's met the devil. Cue the uh, Vince McMahon heckle from the crowd. Nice one. Uh, He has seen very bad people do very bad things, and that's not him. That's not MJF. He says he wants MJF to fulfil his potential but he needs to realise everything that's happened up to this point has been easy another great promo from Moxley that would talk people into buying the pay-per-view or getting a ticket he's so good at this one of the best actually at talking people into arenas he's he's the man isn't he at the moment Moxley in AEW terms, anyway. Jamie Hater then took on Sky Blue, and I thought this was going to be a very one sided match, but Sky Blue put up a great fight. Uh, she takes advantage of a Tony Storm distraction. Uh, she does a Cuzzadora and a knee lift. Uh, Britt Baker, though, gets involved. So, off the distraction, Hater plants Sky with a suplex. As they go to a break. We come back to Sky Blue hitting a cross body from the top. She also hits a really nice twisting code red for a two count. Hater comes back and just nails with her right hand. Both women start throwing hard strikes. Hater though counters another costadora and then takes her head off with a lariat to get the win. Yeah, Hater's just fantastic right now. Uh, I'm not sure if she is going to beat Tony Storm or not, but I'll be happy if it happens. I think she's so good. Sky Blue's coming along really nicely as well. She's still really young, of course. She's going to get there. Uh, I really enjoyed this for what it was. Lance Archer then kills Ricky Starks for some reason in the back ahead of their match which scheduled to go on, on Rampage. I don't know whether uh, this was uh, taking Starks out of the tournament. I'm not really sure what this was. I guess we'll see on Friday. And it's main event time as Sammy Guevara took on Brian Danielson in a two out of three fours match. Uh, Danielson was beating the shit out of Guevara with chops and kicks. Uh, Sammy does his evading drop kick thing that he does every match, which always looks good. Uh, Danielson then cuts the dive off, uh, nails him with a missile drop kick, goes to dive outside of the ring, but Tay Mello stands in the way. Uh, Sammy then launches a steel chair at the face of Danielson. He gets himself disqualified, sacrifices the first four. He then goes after the eye, hitting him with a microphone. After we come back from a break, Danielson's been busted open. Uh, Sammy then nails him with a GTH. That gets him the second four, levelling it up. Danielson tries to come back but misses a headbutt from the top rope. Uh, Sammy locks in the crossface. Later, Danielson nails him with a, a running knee whilst Sammy Kavara is in midair. We come back from another break and Tomello Mello uh, gets thrown out of the ringside for pulling the referee out of the ring. Danielson suplexes Sammy into the turnbuckle and gets in some yes kicks. And then drop kicks him in the face. They fight on the top rope, but Sammy manages to wriggle out and then smashes him with a knee, knocking Danielson to the floor. Guevara then does a shooting star press to the outside. Back in the ring, he goes for a double springboard cutter, but Brian snatches him up and puts him in the armbar. He throws some yes kicks and then counters a GTH with a poison runner. Guevara reverses a running knee into a wall of Jericho in a nice spot. Uh, Danielson counters another GTH with a Bezaiko knee. Goes to kick his head in, but Guevara then springs up and hits a springboard DDT. He heads to the top rope and goes for the senton, on, but Danielson gets his knees up. Heavy elbows. From Danielson then transitions into the LaBelle lock. Guevara has to tap out and Danielson wins the match. This was an excellent main event, especially the finishing stretch and that third four. I'm not really a Guevara fan, but you can't deny just how good he is. Um, Danielson is still one of the very best in the world, in my opinion. I was sort of expecting... More um, what's the word? Interruptions, I guess, from the likes of Jericho and Claudio Castagnoli, or in the match at full gear. But I think I'm happy they didn't get involved. But yeah, good match. So a good, solid dynamite this week. Um, I enjoyed most of it, even though it wasn't anywhere near the heights that uh we got to I must just mention the elite video as well massive hint that they are on their way back as expected um huge tease that they'll be at full gear whether that will be in a match or whether they just show up I'm not not 100% yet um don't know Hopefully they're in a match, but we'll see. Now that full gear card already looks great, I must admit. Uh, this did a good job to build towards it. I'm sure there'll be more on Rampage and next week. I do have an issue with AW leaving it so late to build towards a pay-per-view. Uh, it's not like they have a pay-per-view every week month like the WWE do they've got is it three months or something to work towards one maybe longer stories wouldn't be a bad thing I know they've gone through a quite a bit of upheaval since the last one so I'll give them a break Um but yeah that is your AEW Dynamite review As always, you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Facebook page or on Twitter. I'm at AdamChalk8 on there. I will be back tomorrow with another podcast. So until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time.